Hey wrestling fans, this is the 80s baby, TW3, and you're listening to the OVW Podcast. Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the official podcast of Pod about wrestling. I am Jack Nobis, I'm joined as by Brian. Today we are and gals and everyone in between and everyone in between. Today we are getting into all the action from OVW Rise 1279, which originally emanated live from Historic Davis Arena on February 15th, 2024. We also we had we've had a ton of special guests. Uh, Some of them less special than others. We'll get into that later, maybe. But we've had a ton of special guests recently. Uh, Most recently, Star Rider hit our feed. He sure did. What a great interview that was with Star Rider, man. Um, hard yeah. to tell what you're going to get out of a guy in a mask. <laughs> it really is. I, I had no idea what to expect, but uh, it was an absolute delight talking with you, Star Rider, and mm-hmm. we thank you for coming by the studio to uh, spend some time with us because uh, we had uh, a, a lot of fun. We definitely did, and like, man, Star Rider was great. Linda Kay as well. She'll be coming up on the feed this oh, week. Oh, yeah. She was fantastic. I had a great time talking to her. Shalonsa Royal and PJ Jones, they were fantastic. We interviewed them. They'll be on the feed Oh, my uh, God. Soon. That one is hilarious. And then we interviewed somebody else. We, you, might, you guys might not ever, 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 ever hear that interview, but that's okay. Let's get into all the OVW headlines from this past week, Brian. Okay, so the biggest headline of the week, uh, and we've already kind of talked about this. Oh, before we get into it, okay, we usually cheers with some bourbon, but oh, this, yeah, week, yeah. W- this week we are going to change it up, and this time we have uh, somebody brought in some, home, some, fudge. some fudge. Cheers, brother. Cheers. For real. I love that you tap the fudge <laughs> on the table, Jackman. <laughs> Brian Hunch, tell me about OVW Overdrive. Hold on, man. <laughs> this fudge is really rich. Yeah, so I said, guess I'll take it. I don't have. Yeah, the, yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah, a whole. No. I don't eat a whole lot of sweets, so I'm. I'm trying to savor this, man. That's, Cut me some slack. It's good. It's I'm, good. It's I'm really happy good. to announce that uh, I had red meat and chocolate today. This is a big day for me. Well, yeah, it was no. a Monday for me. Yeah. Get- <laughs> <laughs> and Mal- I did. I did both too. So Malachi, just- we can cut this out. Tiny Brian, can you please tell us about OVW um, Overdrive? So this Tuesday, the day this comes out in our uh, in our po- in our audio podcast feed, you uh, can see OVW Overdrive ex- uh, currently exclusively on YouTube. They are hoping to uh, expand it to real TV. So if it's a thing that you want, you want to see it on your local CW. Mm-hmm. You want to see it uh, on whatever TV, wherever you watch regular OVW. If you want them to also carry Overdrive. Uh, give them call your uh, TV people and and shout at them that they need to give you overdrive, and uh, so that's yeah they're very excited about that. That's going to be that's also going to mean that we will no longer be covering mm-hmm. the OVW pre-show because they are no longer calling it that. It'll be a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll and it will air on Tuesdays. Uh, so yes, uh, we will no longer be covering uh, the the pre-rise matches on this in this particular episode. Because they're going to be on a different day, so. And uh, Mr. Byron Hines, our yes, our soon-to-be guest, we haven't recorded yet. No, we recorded it like two weeks ago. Um, Linda Kay, she's actually getting the opportunity to do some uh, commentary 
for the pilot episode. Of How Dirty fantastic Dirty. is yeah. that? Seriously, seriously. That's, that's great. She's uh, really good to talk to, and uh, she's very charismatic, and she does a great job at OVW, so I'm glad to see her to get uh, some time uh, talking about the matches that uh, they put on for us every week. And let me ask you this, Brian Hines. Like, this is what they call a tease in the industry. Would you have ever thought that Linda Kay got her start in the wrestling industry the way that she did? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Didn't, di- didn't see that one coming, but what a great story it was, and you guys can find it on this feed on Thursday this week. But you I can am, see I'm, it coming then. I'm yeah. jealous oh, of yeah. the fact that uh, her, her first show was the one that it was, because I just saw that clip last night on uh, a different program. Mm-hmm. And, and I almost uh, blew it. I almost blew it, but actually, in the, in the, for the sake of the tease, I'll keep it a secret. You guys can tune into it. But yeah. what is, but seriously, like when you guys hear her history of not only being a fan, but how she came up in wrestling, I, nothing I could have ever predicted. I think you guys will be just as surprised as me and Brian was. It certainly was surprising. The Kentucky Championship is now called the Media Championship. I think that I have, I don't think I fully understand this. Could you guys explain this to me a little bit? Well, I mean, it's analogous to the old TV titles. Right, right, right. I guess AEW, don't, don't they have like a TNT title? I don't really, you guys know. They have a TNT, a TBS, an international. Um, I guess my confusion with this is this is the belt that has now transformed itself into being the Kentucky, or it was the Kentucky Country Boy Heavyweight Championship. Yes. It is still Kentucky, it is still the Country Boy Media Heavyweight Championship is now the proper appellation. And they've retired that big blue belt. Um, They've got a brand new belt. Which is a handsome belt, by the way. It is quite the belt. I I, I was able to uh, hold it and take a picture one time at the. Davis Arena, and I, I felt uh, championly. Oh, that belt was pretty too, but this new belt's really cute as well. Um, that, uh, But Kentucky uh, Country Boy maintains, it is basically, the delineation would be, this is the new Kentucky Country Boy Heavyweight Championship, right? Mm-hmm. Am I, I saying that correct? Yes. yes. And um, Brian Hines, I know you're a big fan of conventions, big fan of autographs in general, Yes, I've uh, been collecting autographs for about 40 years now. The annual Lexington Comic Con is coming to Lexington at Rupp Arena, or what's it called? Uh, uh, the, the, the Central Bank Center. Central Church Arena. Um, they're coming from March 7th uh, through the 10th to 20, uh, of 2024 this year. If you're they listening sure to are. It's coming up quick. And OVW has been announced. They will do a show there. Is that did my, Do I have that correct I don't well? think they're going to actually wrestle there. I think no. they're going to have some stars there, do some autographs, maybe a panel. Great. I just got the news. This is late breaking Great. from Kennison just today. Has there, has there been anything on, uh, online? I don't think I don't think LexCon has even announced it on their socials yet. So Whoa, so we may be breaking this to the world. Are we doing that thing where we're journalists again? I'm, I'm checking we are it trying now. to journalist. Yes. Hold on, you're right. I do need to check my blood sugar and make sure that I can journalist today. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. We'll see what's going on. Tell me about. Um, well, I can tell you while we're while we're confirming whether or not this has been officially announced. But we're willing to confirm it, right, Tiny Brian? Yeah, we, Brian Kennison confirms. If Brian Kennison tells me something's true, I believe it. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. I was just wondering if I could uh, give some more uh, solid Context. information. Right, no, right. There is but, nothing uh, on the Lexington comic and toy con as of right now, but uh, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. And keep your eyes peeled for us because... Uh, we should have we'll more details there. on that next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll have well, more details on that next week. And we but, just try really hard not to say anything on here that we know is not true unless it's about Luke Curtis's mother. 
So and wow. we leave, yeah. we leave that want, to Brian. I just wanted to we make sure. To I just wanted to make sure, Tiny Brian, that this time you had the details correct. Burn party of one. <laughs> I'm not coming around and sitting there again. I've, I've taken my licks. No, 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 not this time. Next time you fuck up, I'll have you around here again. Uh, <laughs> Brian Hines, tell me about the OVW tour update. They do a big tour oh, every single year. Oh, one thing before before we actually get to the tour update. Oh, do you want to come up to... here and sit in the chair? No, uh, no. <laughs> but I did want to mention once again that. Uh, <laughs> I'm yes, sorry, yes. yes, Tiny Brian. Literally 12 hours after they retired the Kentucky Heavyweight Championship at OVW, Kentucky made them their own holiday. Oh, yeah. Which I find ironic. That Yes, that is true. If uh, In case you missed it, uh, January 16th, 20th, Feb- I'm sorry, February 16th, Fe- 2024, February, February. February 2024, the 16th, is... OVW Day. Well, I, I'm going to assume that every February 16th from now in until the heat death of the universe is uh, OVW Day. It's that's a holiday how we're, now. That's how and we're playing also, it at my house. It's also every OVW Day several days a week in these very feeds on every social media podcast yeah. platform. You that can is find. true. Yeah. We, we, it's OVW Day a lot for <laughs> us. But no, p- please, Tiny Brian, you, you uploaded a special episode this past week. Like We were not fortunate enough to go. You had to work. I had to be hungover. And... Uh, but you you were fortunate enough to go, and you covered us here as a team um, on that day. What was it like to be in the Capitol that day for OVW Day? So it was a little surreal. Um, I will tell you, uh, pulled up, pulled up at the uh, in the parking on the parking structure, and just kind of came to a stop. And somebody else was pulling in next to me, and look over, and it's uh, Luke Curtis and Layla Gray mm-hmm. in 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 costume, like Luke in his full robes. You can actually see a video with him on it on our socials. Uh, and thank you for that, Luke. Yeah, beautiful yeah. moment there. Uh, there was a moment like after, so the proclamation was was very much like parliamentary procedure, parliamenting. Uh, you know, they read it out. It was very nice. Uh, some of the sen- and, and was, here too, it is OVW day. Yes, that type of thing. Yeah, and it was uh, there was some senatorial humor. I, I give you a little bit of that in the, <laughs> the episode. What was the best Senate joke you had? So um, one of the gentlemen, the the senator from Harlan, came and said that he remembered when wrestling in the 50s was like a social event and you know you would all gather at the general store because they had the tv and and i identified that with that because my mother also did the same thing like her parents had went and were uh worked in a war factory in world war ii in like maryland and came back here and with part of the money that they they made from that had bought it had bought the community's only television so my, my mother on Saturday afternoons used, used to have to uh, walk. They, they had a path that went all the way to the, to the peak of the mountain, and they would have to walk it and clear all the leaves and sticks and everything off this path because that's the antenna line. Mm-hmm. And it had to go all the way to the roof to get all the way to the peak of the mountain to, get, to pick up WSAZ television where they would watch wrestling on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. And he implicated that one of the Louisville senators was also in that situation. And it's this elderly gentleman with a, with a bow tie, very, very kind of a, a cute kind of senior citizen guy who he They must be of. on opposite sides of the aisle. They Otherwise, certain- he would, be, he would talk, call him by name, but they're not allowed to be friends in public. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the, but that senator actually took a moment to come back. And at the, the one who he accused of also being there in the 50s 
came back to say that he had no memory of that, that he was not there in the 50s. A little age joke and some gentle senatorial humor. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. The, there was a moment where the, the all of the OVW personalities and wrestlers had, were all on one set of steps. It's the moment just before Luke grabs my microphone and cuts a, cuts a nice promo right there in front of them. Uh, they're, they're, they're all walking down, and I'm standing there with my mic, you know, and just ready to interview them. And that, you know, and they all kind of just look at me at once and, and are sort of confused by my presence. And I just kind of had to go, well, what, guys? I cover you people. So I, I'm just here to talk. <laughs> it's not so, like they, it's not like they ain't know us. No, they yeah. Well, yeah, they knew me. So but anyway, so that was fun. Uh, check out that episode if you're so inclined. It's about mm-hmm. half an hour of me wandering around the Capitol talking to your favorite OVW stars. See some video clips of that in the near future as well. So, And a couple of things, if I could. Um, some of the pictures and videos that we got from that day were some of the most overwhelming things, even though I was not a part of it, Brian. Those are some of the most overwhelming things I've ever seen or has happened on this podcast, seeing all of our guys, these people that we've been lucky enough to call friends over the last few months, uh, being celebrated and recognized that way in the state capitol was really, even just seeing a picture of it, hearing audio of it was really tremendous. Yes. And um, we also, I don't want to put it out here, into the ether, into the public, rather, into the very, as Jack Minoak saying this and having Tiny Brian um, confirm it, we are, uh, we're going to put the pressure on one uh, Matt Jones right now. Matt, oh, Matt, yeah, that's right. So Matt did kind of get within about six feet of my microphone, and I tried to, I tried to hail him. You can hear it if you listen. They, y'all don't like each other. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, you know, y'all <laughs> love each other, right? Y'all love each other, right? Yo, no, y'all are perfect with each other. Never had any beef with each other, right? Yeah. I, I, I like Matt Jones just fine. I, I, do too. I don't know what he thinks of me, and honestly, I don't know why he would think of me much at all. There's, so. there's a lot of young boys in the state of Kentucky, myself included, um, that would not be doing anything close to what I do without Matt Jones, and I mean that. I mean that. Even though I've had my problems with him or what he does in the past and um a lot of that only really came from me being doing this so long as I just didn't want to become another Matt Jones clone but like there's a lot of boys in the state of Kentucky and and wider that wouldn't be doing what they do without Matt Jones and that's the truth um but he did come on Mike we just have this on to confirm that we have this on record we have this on record <laughs> that he will come on this podcast for an interview and if we try to get you on the podcast and it just doesn't happen, you know, we're probably going to have to bust some balls at some point. That's just kind of how it goes. And, okay, well, we're, and we're, Matt, if you never come on this podcast, or Matt, if you do come on this podcast, I will never do my impression of you. That's really, really, really good ever again in public, just in private. All right, then. <laughs> All right. Well, this, is, this concludes the moment where we talk to the chairman. Please, Matt Jones, director. come on this fucking show. It would be a big fucking blast. It would do us a lot of good. Maybe, maybe, just maybe somebody could pay us for this thing every once in a while. Brian. Tour update. Tour update. OEW tour update. So for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. Friday, February 23rd, Manchester Music Hall here in Lexington, Kentucky. We've already got tickets. We we'll hope to see you there. Sunday. Uh, send, us, uh, send us a DM that day. Uh, to all y'all. Send us a DM. We'll see what we can get going. Just a heads up. Well, an, an, an unofficial announcement right there. Send us a DM. Friends, fans, wrestlers, otherwise. Send us a DM the 23rd. We'll see what's up. I don't know what he means either, man. Just okay. Saying. Anyway, Just let's saying. move Send on. us a DM that day. Moving right along. February 25th, they're going out on the road, and they're going to be at the Irving Theater in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's a Sunday night. 
Great venue. And on March the 2nd, they are going to be at Bowman Field as part of Tailspin Ale Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. I have not had the pleasure of being there, but uh, my friend and co-host Jackman Oaks has, and vouches for its status as one of the premier craft beer events in uh the commonwealth or perhaps anywhere 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 and i said this last week but it bears saying again if you're a craft beer fan and you're an ovw fan there is no excuse for you not to attend tailspin fest that day unless of course you can't get tickets or something like that well yeah that goes without saying one more thing i do want to mention it right at this moment gentlemen is if uh hey uh fans of the podcast and also fans of ovw if you are going to one of these shows in indianapolis or the tailspin ale fest Mm -hmm. Or Ale Spin Tail Fest, whatever it is, um, or any of these other shows they're going to be announcing over the next weeks and months. We would love to get your firsthand accounts of what you see, what's interesting. Uh, a lot of these things are are just going to be wrestling matches, but we love to we'd love to get some firsthand fan reports mm-hmm. on these shows that we won't be able to attend, and then therefore. Like, it's hard for us to try to cover these shows when, when we don't actually attend them ourselves. If you ever wanted to be in wrestling content creation, here's your chance. And if you're good enough, we cannot pay you too. But we can, we'll, ta- <laughs> we'll definitely take your pictures and your videos and your interviews and stuff. And we might feed you chicken at some point. Yeah, that oh no, come, what we come, do for come yeah, through if, Lexington. If, there's plenty of chicken. Yeah, if you come through Lexington, we'll we, we will stuff. feed you for sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to Critchfield? Oh, yeah. No, if somebody... This is our promise. Okay. Uh, Brian, you can deal with it you can swipe your card later uh but we will promise if you can bring us any um exclusive content whether it be a, a few pictures an interview something something work hard on this because we don't we don't have a lot of money around here and we're not just going to give it give the shit out but if you can bring us something that is actually like worth time and worthwhile next time you're in lexington critchfield chicken on the ovw podcast the unofficial podcast of ohio Valley wrestling oh my god it's so good and so I just put, I just put it on Mike Brian, so you have to deal with it. I just okay. I just found out where Critchfield's was yesterday. I was out doing some other things. I was out doing Brian things. As a new as a new street. Lexingtonian, welcome to finding Critchfield's. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. What were you getting into yesterday? Uh, yesterday was epic. Every once in a while, you have one of those days where you leave the house for just one particular thing. Like in this case, I, you can't see it right now, but. Uh, I uh, my ears are pierced. I've had hoops in my ears for several years, and I I thought, you know what? It's a nice day. I think that I'd like to go out and get a new pair of hoops. So I went to the first place I thought of that uh, might have something like that, and that was anybody who knows me would know that I would go to Hot Topic. No. Oh. Um, Pops Resale. I was. Uh, I, I my second guest was Claire's. But pop tree still makes sense. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't. I don't hang out at uh, Claire's or the mall really or anything. But I went to Pop's Resale in Lexington. If you've never been, you should go. I highly recommend it. I do too, for every other reason other than earrings, because I don't have any piercings. So bad news. They do. They did not want to have what I was looking for. But today or yesterday was one of those days that was so epic. They had something that just blew my mind, and I had to buy it. So nobody in this room has seen what I'm about to. To lay out on you guys. Oh gosh! But I we, didn't even know we al- were doing this. Tonight. We've already talked about this particular thing. Okay. Within the last week or two. Okay. And it's just oddly specific that I found this particular thing at Pops. Okay. So hold, please. For those of you just listening on audio, Brian is now consulting a large black box that is off the video set, 
He seems to have something on a cardboard backing. So, I can't tell what it is from here. What do we got? Oh, Brian, I love this it when is, you talk dirty to me, Brian. This is... Oh, I love it so much. Seems to be a collectible of some sort. No fucking way. I right? I don't know what that is, so... Okay, so when we've spoken about the Iron Demon Shane Mercer... Mm-hmm. Right. I've referenced this particular figure because Shane, his outfit reminds me of... Definitely. Hercules definitely. Hernandez. And as a matter of fact, I think last time on the show, I said if I were going to make an oh, LJN-style wrestler of Shane Mercer, I would take the legs from Hercules Hernandez, the torso from somebody like Davy Boy Smith of the Dynamite Kid. Yeah. If you're a, a, a fan of the podcast and you are uh, familiar, familiar with this line of uh, action figures from the 80s, you'll know who I'm talking about. Basically, if you're basically... About to get AARP magazine in your mailbox, you, you'll know these toys. Uh, one of the and then the head would be my... the uh, referee, because oh, right on yeah. the the head of the referee looks like Shane Mercer. So there you go. I saw this, and you, I've only seen you these say no to that. once mm-hmm. in a great while, and I can yeah. make more money, but I can't make any more of these. Do so we, boom. Do we still have the poster in yes. the card? Right, it, it here has... that would be right here at the bottom of the card. There. Yes. Yeah. It, here in this little blue box, there is a poster of Hercules Hernandez. Uh, all the LJN figures back in the day came like this. These were my absolute favorite toys as a kid. As you can see, yeah. I still have some here. There's Mean Gene. Mean Gene, our patron We've scene. also had uh, Classy Freddy Blassie. Yeah, if yeah. you go back and watch other episodes. If you go back and watch other episodes, I you'll think, see uh, some of my collection. Like I, I try to change them out so we always have something new to look at. But I just thought it was oddly specific that we just talked about this guy. And boom, there he is. Can I see that real quick? Of course. Thank you. I'm just sure. going to hold this right here for the rest of the show. Okay. A couple, uh, good, couple of things. That's how I feel. A couple of things. Pops resale's the best. In Lexington, go to Pops Resale for anything, any nerd shit, period. Great clothes. This shirt... Uh, let me stand up so you can see it properly. I uh, I picked up this shirt at Pops yesterday. For those of you on audio, Brian is now taking off his headphones. It's a Jack Daniels, Jack uh, Torrance shirt. Yeah, Jack Torrance Red Rum uh, Overlook Hotel in the red style rum, of uh, red rum. in the style of Jack Daniels, which is Tennessee whiskey, uh, which is not what we generally do it's here, but we're going to let it pass. Wouldn't even spin in a bottle of it, baby. No. Um, Pops resale is great. Just want to say that thrice more uh, without um, any money being involved. Uh, I also want to say that you can find all of your tickets, whether it's at Davis Arena or whether it's for any of the live shows that we've announced here or any of the live shows that will be announced soon. Uh, you can find those at ovwtix.com. Do I have that right? ovwtix.com? ovwtix.com. And we will get into all of the action from last Thursday. That is OVW Rise 1279 from February 15th, right after this. Hey, guys. Huh? Hey. So, Sorry, I'm uh, nursing. I'm a little tired. Okay, I would just that. Thanks takes, for saving that. Takes for a lot. My, oh, takes a lot out of you. Thanks for saving that for my home front commercial. Takes a lot out of you. That was real great. Uh, so, guys, do you know what a deep space network is? Uh, yeah, that's I know what, deep space nine. Never mind. I'm not even gonna. Thank you. I'm gonna thank had, you. For I almost had a beaches and cream moment. There. Okay, easy, 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 easy. We're not. Um, so the Deep Space Network is a rudimentary data network that's used to control things like satellites. And did you know the only um, the only node on the Deep Space Network not directly controlled by NASA 
is in the state of Kentucky, is in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. I know that. I did not know that. And uh, you know how? And if you want to know more about it, you know where you can go to find out. I have a guess. It's the Bluegrass Homefront. That That's, was my guess. That was yeah. That yeah was a couple years ago, Victor and I uh, visited the uh, OV, uh, the Moorhead State University uh, uh, Space Science Department, and their head, Dr. Benjamin Malfris, who was our actual professor in when we were in actual college. Brian as well. Did you had you had the, the intro to astronomy with him? Didn't you? No. No. Did you have yeah. any astronomy with him? No, I, I didn't. I didn't get into any of his classes. They were either. I mean, he it was a very popular thing, uh, going out and and stargazing and seeing the constellations and mm-hmm. the uh, uh, like meteor showers. But uh, no, I did never did actually uh, have the privilege of taking one of his classes. Although I tried to get into several times. So yes, he he's a great guy. He gives us a full Fantastic. tour. In fact, we get to see, we get to see and talk about some things that. Normally we wouldn't have because everything was shut down for COVID when these interviews were done. Oh yeah. So they we, yeah. we had to stay six feet apart, but we still managed to see a lot and talk a lot and wear a mask a lot. But it was fine. It was good. Uh, so that's one episode that I really enjoyed, and you can find at bluegrasshomefront.com or wherever you get your podcast. Bluegrass Homefront, Kentucky Music and Stories. Now back to the OVW podcast. You know, talking about Red Rum earlier, mm-hmm. let's get into talking about this first bout, which is ZDP oh. versus Star Rider. Uh, if you missed it at the top of the show, we interviewed Star Rider a while back. Keep your eyes peeled. For Great that. interview. Um, we have not had the pleasure of ZDP in the studio. I would love it if he would come by and talk to us sometime, although I would suspect a lot of the answers would be. <laughs> I think if we give ZDP a few more weeks. For now. Yeah. For now, that's I probably what we I think that we, we should get. probably get him on the show. Yeah. We'll, we'll just see how things go. But uh, the first bout was ZDP versus Star Rider. Uh, the, the most entertaining part of this match is... Uh, uh, him chasing Eric Cornish, and that's For sure. uh, you know outside of the fact that mm-hmm. uh, that's a, he's, he's a good guy. He's a it's very a great he, guy. he is a great guy. Great no, fucking he, guy. he is such a great guy. Voice of the Valley. Yeah, voice and, of the Valley. Like, and I I said this in the in the moment. Um, I think I said it twice to Eric Cornish that night on two separate occasions. Man, you killed it tonight. And yeah. he, he said in all of his great guyness and and to yep. be honest, v- being very humble. Very humble. Said, yes. He said. No, I almost killed myself and <laughs> running away from CDP. He, he ain't lying as far as that no, goes. No, he killed it. He killed it. It was awesome. Great spot. Yeah. ZDP chased him all the way around the ring. In order to get away from ZDP, he dove through the ring and like rolled out the other side. Uh, but that was a very entertaining portion of this match. But uh, uh, anytime I get the opportunity to see ZDP, I am... Uh, I'm very thankful because he's such a talented performer, mm-hmm. as is a star writer. Absolutely, and like these are, these are two guys that like, um, if you let them go, if the cameras weren't on, like this is this is five hours of like some of the best wrestling you've ever seen. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it can be hard on on television wrestling, and you know everyone has to fill their spot and stuff like that. But like these are two two truly of the most um, how could I say fearless men on the entire roster? Yeah. Absolutely, and no, no, uh, no shock here that they tore the house down, and also no shock that Star Rider, former champion, uh, took home the victory here tonight in the pre-show. Yeah, unfortunately for ZDP, it was not his night, but uh, Star Rider, congratulations um, on on such a, a an ender, wonderful and entertaining win. 
Um, up next was the three-way tag, the uh, trios tag, between Huda Pesos and the Golden Lions with Will Austin and the Overman. Uh, it appears as though they are pushing Will Austin. I A little bit. I will say this every week, every day of my life, every living breath. Push Will Austin. Push yeah. Will Austin. He There was a, a, a short with him in it, him and, and the doctor. That's uh, Dr. Asa. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Right? Okay. We have that ASA, Dr. Asa? Yes. Yeah, where... Uh, a little later in the show still, but yes. Yeah. Well, no, he was in the... There was a short before this uh, trios match. Being very, very established inside the television. Yes. Um, I did not know that I would like Will Austin and the Overman, but I loved Will Austin getting this this victory here. You know, that was a really, really, a good, really good fit. Pit, fit. And like... As we kind of fans move toward the dissolution of the Overman in general, and we wonder what happens to um, the the fragments of of that uh, team, a really good argument to make that like Will Austin and the Overman here kind of become a unit because they looked like killers. They were awesome, and uh, just at the end of the day, push Will Austin. That's what you did. He got the pin over Hoda Pesos here. Yeah, uh, he and uh, Joe Mack and Human Thumb Adam Revolver uh, just, you know, got it done, man. And they they looked good out there working together as a team, unfortunately, for uh, the Golden Lions and uh, the Rush Division champ, Hoda Pesos. It was not their night, but uh, Will Austin? Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever in your life, Brian, whether it be wrestling or, or movies or film or like whatever, I guess those are actually no movies and film are not the same thing at all. Music, television. Have you ever been confronted with something that you hated at the beginning of it? And then I guess instead of familiarity, breeding, contempt, familiarity, bred love. Just li- liking something that I didn't like in the beginning. When you first like, saw it, when you first saw at, it, you just fr- didn't get it. You hated it. It was it was against everything that you liked about the thing that you liked. And then you get exposed to it a few times, a few weeks in a row. And then you kind of like say, well, shit, I was the idiot there. Oh, sure. It happens to everybody. I'm feeling that way right now about Lady Bird and Sophia Rose. And I hate to say that because I love TT and I re- love Riley Matthews a lot. But Lady Bird and Sophia Rose took over the victory here. Hottest tag team, male, female, otherwise, in OVW right now. We, yeah. get, we think they're hotter than Donovan Cecil and, mm. and TW3? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, was, I was hoping that uh, they were next in our, uh, our notes of discussion so we could kind of transition into that, but that was not the case. But uh, we can have Lady Bird and Sophia Rose are, are on fire, they and there, there's no two ways about it. Like their, their ring gear looks great. They work great together. Uh, they put on a good match, and uh, this, this week they uh, got the win over Riley Matt. Uh, Riley Matthews and uh, Island Girl Island Titi. Girl and I've seen this. I've been fortunate enough to see this a few times at OVW where maybe maybe I don't understand what's what I'm being shown right at first. And maybe they're not fully where they need to be right as soon as I'm showed them. But because of good booking, because Al's so smart, because OVW is really good at the end of the day, wrestling television – Within a few weeks here, Lady Bird and Sophia Rose, I'm like, give it to me. Like, show him, like, let's, let's actually bring out some tag champions, like some tag championships. Let's build a big, uh, let's build a big tournament. Let's do something. Let's make a big to do about the unveiling of some tag championship titles for the women. And let's give it 
to Lady Bird and Sophia Rose. It does feel like the women's division is pairing off a little bit. It does, and yeah. it's, that's not a bad thing. Oh, no. no. It's not I think a bad that's, thing at all. That's a great and wonderful thing. And, yeah, like you said, uh, however many weeks ago it was, we first saw mm-hmm. them as a team, maybe three or four. Uh, you know, it's like your your standard reaction, like, oh, hey, here's some new people. All right, let's see what they do. And then you just kind of watch them for uh, a couple day or a couple weeks yeah. in a row, and uh, you know, you see him progress a little bit, but it, you know, it's maybe what a month later or something like that. Couldn't couldn't even be and, a month at tops. Month they're tops. they're knocking it out of the park. I want to say it's a, they haven't lost anything yet, and I think they've been on the air for about a month, so they've got like a, a four match losing streak on uh, um, on the weekly show. The four match uh, winning streak, winning streak, right? They haven't, they haven't lost. No, didn't that what I said? I think you said lo- I think you said losing. Yeah, they bu- they they beat two different Chalance uh, tag, tag team teams. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if I if I said I losing, mis- I think you just misspoke. I think you just misspoke. I, 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 I think I think you knew what you were saying, but you just misspoke. Bro. I, I happen to do that a lot. Uh, me too. Have you ever listened to the show? <laughs> 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 no. In all seriousness, like I kind of I go back and forth now that I know know this product so intimately and get to have the fortune of sitting behind the scenes with people that know it even more intimately than I ever could, where I I go back and forth. I'm like, is there a time for secondary titles in the women's division? Is there a time for tag titles in the women's division? Like, what does the future of the women's division look like? And I go back and forth week to week. And I'll admit, I wasn't like the biggest Lady Bird and Sophia Rose fan. When they made their debut, they happened to make their debut against two women that I have gone to bat for on this show several times I'm very very high on and it kind of soured my taste a little bit but when I see the future of the women's division and I think about something like a women's tag team belt being introduced in my mind right now it has to be there for Lady Bird and Sophia Rose I I could absolutely see them being the inaugural women's tag team chance because honestly they're the only true Mm -hmm. women's tag team in the locker room everybody else that participates in a tag team match is just one individual paired up with another individual well, going no, Ellie, against... Ellie's best friends with the Bad Girls Club. Well, I mean, there, there's that, but they kind of switch out a little bit. But this is like I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The Bad Girls Club now kind of neatly divides into two tag teams. That's true. Yeah, Ellie and Layla Gray and Hema and Tiffany. Muy interesante, no? And also, let's let's just not uh, let's not mention the elephant in the room here. Mickey James is behind the, the scenes now. Women's women's booking oh, is well, going to is be that. more important. It's going to be better. Fantastic! It, like it's going to be it's going to be as much as we've thought that we loved it as much and as much as we have loved it and as much as it's been worth loving and everything else. Like there's something to be said about having someone like Mickey James behind the scenes. That's like. Man, if it if you thought it was good, buckle Just the fuck up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Can you tell me about this next match, please? So, bout four um, is Ryan Von Rocket coming mm-hmm. to the ring, uh, escorted by the Rockettes. We have some Ryan Von Rocket. Actually, uh, yes, he, he came out with confetti uh, and shot uh, some conf- confetti cannons, and we were at uh, Davis Arena, and I decided that uh, for uh, posterity, we would 
have some of the actual confetti that came out. I mean, I know it's silly and all that, but we can go back. I and worked look really at, hard on this little confetti bouquet right here. No, the fact that I had to, I got it and scooped it up. That's a little that silly. That part's kind of silly. silly yeah. But what you did with it was uh, quite quite nice and festive. Thank you. Well, and thank you. If I'm the emotional centerpiece of this uh, podcast, this is the actual centerpiece. Yeah, my family. Uh, I grew up in a flower shop. So really? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. It wasn't the one that uh, that Adonis guy had back in the eighties. It, it was actually actually that was a barber shop. I take that back. <laughs> I was gonna say it was the one that Marty Jannetty got kicked through, but that was a barber shop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, that definitely was uh, the uh, barber shop for sure. While we're talking about um, Ryan Von Reddy, uh, Ryan Von Rocket, Ryan Von Reddy. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about Ryan Von, maybe Rocket next confetti. year that'll be his gimmick. Hey, if dude, I would lose my shit if Marty Jannetty came. <laughs> Never mind. Um, mm. One more match, Marty Jannetty, OVW. Uh, what I was going to say was um, the confetti here is from Ryan Von Rocket, but who are these hundred dollars bill from? That is from the Bad Girls Club uh, celebration that uh, uh, appears yeah, later that on in the episode. Later in the, later oh, I in thought. The I thought. And, and we'll get this. Is we'll not these aren't the hundred dollars that Carson Drake goes and hands out? No. No, no, it is not. But Carson Drake was at the end of the of the was. Ryan Von Rocket. Yeah, he was. Right there in your notes. Yeah. yeah. What happened though? Well, let's take a look, shall we? I got to this post up. Uh, he uh, he gaslights the women. He comes and then, out and decides that uh, since they he tried to date them both at the same time. Uh, Bad like, move. Like a uh, a ba- an episode of Three's Company, there is some uh, hilarious. Um, miscommunication and you know he is don't give him enough credit to be like john ritter okay that's fair his dumb ass tried to date both these chicks in the same date got caught got told off and then he comes on this week and claiming that it's the other way around and he doesn't want them anymore because he has a new protege as he put it the double a to his tully blanchard and Ari- that would be miss Ari alexander miss Ari alexander Two things here. <gasps> Two things. Finally, R. Alexander has come back to a prominent spot here on the OVW roster. It is about damn time. Two. Dose. I am more scared of this spot for her than I have been her doing uh, dark matches and losing. I really like. Why is that? Because she's, a, she's just going to continue to put people over. And I think she's really, really, really good. Hmm. Well, that's all. That's all. We'll we'll see about that. I guess we will see. No, she's gonna go on a tear because this is how OVW books. She's gonna get like three, four weeks of fucking killer matches because she's killer and she's gonna be able to put on great matches with whoever she has. I'm gonna say we'll see Ari Alexander, Riley Matthews, probably. Like we're we're gonna see Ari Alexander and like well Hema. She's got a lot going on. We're gonna see Ari Alexander versus some new people on the roster, and she's gonna be great because that's what she does. But when it comes down to it, I'm afraid of this for Ari Alexander's trajectory in general. Getting put next to Carson Drake, a guy who can't, he's very new to the roster. He hasn't been able to get a lot of traction, but he's been able to get a ton of heat. I just, people know, I like Ari Alexander, I like Shalance. I want the best for them, and I just, I question, she's going to kill this, she's going to be great at it. There's no question about that. I just like, if it was my show, I'd do it a little differently. That's all I can say. 
I don't know. I think just the fact that uh, getting that kind of character development and getting paired with somebody, yeah. even though uh, she's gonna sh- she's gonna shine him right the fuck up for sure. Well, that might be the case, but uh, he is also uh, on his way to the NWA as well. So who knows mm-hmm. what that means for Ari Alexander? Uh, well, and also, no. If I was booking the show. Maximo Suave, my new close and personal best friend, would be Ryan Von Rocket, but I'm not booking the show. So. Your your new close and personal friend, Maximo, uh, unfortunately does not come out on on top this week. But uh, which means that you can't stop the Rock. So Maximo could not stop the Rock. People rarely seem to be able to stop the Rock on this program. The Rock, except has, for when they do. The Rock has yet to be stopped in a long 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 time. And actually I love Brian Von Rocket, man. I really do. Like I think that anyone who's willing to just be as outwardly ridiculous as that man, they can also like wrestle the hell out of out of any match that he's given. Like there's just there's nothing but respect to put on his name. I want to, you know. Oh, yeah. I think I that goes without saying. I, love I think that goes Martin. without saying. Um Tony Gunn versus Luscious Lawrence with Omar Amir. We could talk about Tony Gunn a little bit here. Maybe it's best we don't talk about uh the team of Beaches and Cream. Um, there was no decision here uh, between Luscious Lawrence and Tony Gunn. No, th- this was more of a uh, uh, a way to advance the the storyline because during uh, his match with uh, uh, Luscious Lawrence, and um, it was interrupted by uh, Tusks and Chains, which is the new name of uh, the mammoth Donovan Cecil and the '80s baby TW3 to get revenge after being injured at. Um, the uh, the last pay per view, right? His he had a some sort of lower leg injury. Um, Tusks and chains better than Mammoth at the Disco or worse than Mammoth at the Disco? I like Mammoth at the Disco better. Although uh, I I'm still kind of pulling for uh, Disco Stampede. I guess I like Disco Stampede the best best out of anything we've come up with. I guess my question is if Mammoth Cecil or if <laughs> Donovan Cecil the Mammoth is the Tusks, is uh, is TW three the chains? Like, uh, is he like that Jack Harlow song where it's like chains are cool because like I'm soft and cool? Like, is that what it's like? Uh, I, I'm I'm old, so I don't know what you just said. I hear a lot of Jack Harlow. I don't want to hear. Right. So if you look wasn't at his, he when the night before Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, that's Jack Skullington. Okay, Jack Skellington. So, gentlemen, if you will direct your attention to our wall of autographs there off camera, Ah. you will see that in the autographed picture of TW3 we have in our possession. He is wearing chains. He is is wearing some great chains. chains. Okay. I think, you know, I don't see him wearing chains when he wrestles because I do think he, they come off when the jacket comes off. Yeah. So I never made the, I never made the connection. I never made, because, right, because he's a good guy. He would never wear chains to the. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I get it. Now I get it. Still don't like it any more than I liked Mammoth at the Disco. But I think I like it slightly more than I like Mammoth at the Disco. I don't know. I still like mine best. But yeah, um, we're gonna do we're gonna do a twenty twenty four like best of like compilation clip and it's just gonna be me <laughs> complaining about tag team names. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a great supercut someday to be sure. Yeah, I have like two opinions. Um Pushwell Austin and every tag team name sucks. These are my two opinions. <laughs> I chimed in with, why don't we move on to the next match? About seven, no. Right? Non-title match between the OVW heavyweight champion. Well, Jack well, Mar- well, hold on. Well, Let's back well, up. Talk, so, to, talk to me dirty, the, then. There, talk to there me dirty, is then. no uh, decision in this match. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. I um, forgot something. Uh, uh, 
Donovan, Cecil, and T-Dub come to the ring to get revenge for the injury from the pay-per-view. But right after that happens, and we all kind of figured this, um, yeah. we get a, a video interruption from Real One, which is about the same as all of the other video or in-person interruptions we have seen over the course of the last m- month. Especially yeah. from... Well, we've and we've mentioned this in the past. The real one does have a very distinctive flavor to his uh, promo vignettes as uh, as opposed to EC3. They're a lot grittier, dirtier, make you feel like you need hand sanitizer a little bit more. They are entertaining. Makes sense that he gets paired with Beaches and Cream whenever you feel like you need to wash your hands every time you hear them speak. But um, this is just kind of, as you said earlier, this was not necessarily a match for anyone involved in the match. This was a match for us to tune in next week and see what happens between Tony Gunn and the real one. Precisely. That I kind of want to learn to do the, the real one's dance. I don't think it'd be hard. It's a, it's a silly little dance, and I think I could work it out. <laughs> but I kind of want to do it. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, it, it's, it's just dumb. I, I, but that's why it's funny. Have you met me? <laughs> yeah this is the guy there's this is the guy that put me and you together there's no way he's fucking smart you got me there man you got me there so ovw heavyweight champion jack vaughn versus big beef um i want to say this before we get kind of break down the action from that match non-title match non-title match by the way big big uh that's a thing ovw loves to do the non-title match um, oh, sure. I've complained about it in the past. I'm not going to complain about it here. You've, there's tons. There's plenty of it out there for you guys to subscribe and like in this very feed if you want to hear me complain. Um, and I sure do. Is it time? And I'm not even saying I want to see them fight each other because I don't want to see them break up. Is it time for Big Beef and Big Zoe to have more substantial uh, singles roles week in and week out? Um, and like, I don't want to see a feud between the two of them because I love the team of them. But I do think that like they're so good that they could do singles and then come back together. And you're know, like, wait, what? Yeah. What? No. Uh. 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 Stop. What? Full stop. Right what? there. That is the exact opposite of what you said last week. Yeah. The well, exact what? opposite. Well, guess what? Go back into a week. Guess last what? A week went. Episode. A week went by, and I saw Big Beef wrestle Jack Vaughn, and now my opinions are a little different. All right. Actually, you know what probably happened? Jack Vaughn's that fucking good. I what? just saw no, no. Actually, no. I take well, that I back. I take that back. Malachi, take that out of the fucking feed. Big beef is that good? There we go. Okay. No, it's no. It's almost you're like right. they're both you're professional wrestlers. One li- of them, the last listen, one. Listen, I'm not veteran beef. Let me, let me, jerky. Tell, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. There's only so long you're going to be able to say stuff on here before you get called out on it. And I, I'm getting to the point where pretty much everything I've said for the last six months is going to end up getting called out by someone. <laughs> If it hasn't already, and if it has, if, yes, if it, has, it already has, if it hasn't already, and it just happened again, but I, anytime I get called out, I'm more than happy to have the conversation because I think it's a valuable conversation to have. To be honest with you, what happened? I did say that last week. What happened was a week went by, and they advanced their story, and yeah. now you're in. Yep, and you're sticking to it. No, yep. Beef and Zoe seem to both be doing single stuff pretty consistently. Yeah, nowadays. good for them, man. Good well, for them. And I guess one of my biggest things is I'm when I said that I was afraid that OVW is going to break them up. I don't think they have to be broken up to keep doing single stuff. To um, make myself sound a little bit like I'm not just sticking my foot in my mouth. All the I time. mean, they're still using the same theme music. They haven't. You know, there, there's no in in canon breakup that seems on the horizon. We haven't even seen them interact in weeks at this point. 
um, to be honest, I would have seen, loved to see a little bit of, um, I would have loved to see a little bit of this kind of singles push between the two of them happen in the lead up to the rumble to see how they oh, would have reacted. Oh yeah, that would have been to great. See how they would have reacted whenever they bump heads a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you go into the rumble and you think that they are, are going to be working as a team and they do to a point and then they don't as is the case quite a bit during a rumble type match. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's, you have, you have an ability to tell 60 stories in the course of an hour. It's like, there's no reason not to, right. That's, yeah. yeah. That's what a rumble match is. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about this new doctor. You mind to tell me about him? Uh, all them. we know so far is, uh, this is Dr. Asa mm-hmm. and Dr. Asa pops up in a couple of the sketches that do not take place in the ring. We have seen Dr. Asa at ringside nearly every time we've ever gone to Davis arena mm-hmm. for one of the live shows. Uh, I may have even been so close to him. I, I got Wix pizza on him, but, uh, that's how close we are a lot, but which pepperoni or cheese? <clears throat> Pepperoni, but you got to got to get there fast. Okay, yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> yeah, because that'll run out. But uh, if if you get it, then you, you got to like sprinkle the Danos on there. Absolutely, always sponsor us Danos. So these book them Dano. I brought these. I brought these up earlier. Yes, you did. Here in our our uh, this week's um, set decoration. Uh, these are from, as I had wrongly said, uh, Carson Drake. But these are actually from the Bad Girls Club and their celebration. Correct. These are from the Bad Girls Club who had an in-ring celebration uh, filled with uh, balloons and uh, $100 bills. It was uh, Hema who had the the cash gun, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I yeah, believe so. That, that was great. Coming to the ring and just... Very disappointed. <laughs> what? I don't know, man. Like, sticking Hema with the Bad Girls Club makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, it really does. It does. Um, I just wanted her to be cool and badass and uh, babyface forever. I guess I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's a maybe she's a double agent. Oh, uh, she'll get she'll get back to it. She'll get back to it. She's too. She's actually too good not to root for. She's actually too. It's it actually this might be the best way to teach her something different than what she already has is to put her with the most hated women on the entire side of that division. Teach your children well. Um, but I can't say that I wasn't a little disappointed because i wanted him a doing cool baby face shit from here until the cows came home well who knows she's still very very well may one day but uh thursday wasn't that day they not, not yet they came to the ring to celebrate uh, layla's championship win over um uh, freya the the previous thursday and then tiffany appeared uh la princesa tiffany nieves friend of the show great little piece of storytelling here Yes, yes. She comes back and assumes that the party is hers because her suspension has been lifted. And uh, she finds out that that is not exactly the case. Mm -mm. Things are awkwardly kind of smoothed over, but there was squabbling until Haley and Freya uh, broke up their celebration. Layla played the long con here. That's what I think. I think Layla, I think the Bad Girls Club, the... The 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 entire reason the Bad Girls Club came along was because Layla Freya's needed, wedding. Well, yeah, but Layla needed friends. Yeah. And now that Layla's the champion, what does her friendship with Ellie look like? What does her friendship with Tiffany Nieves look like? What does the end of her friendship with Hema look like? There's a lot of questions on the table with like what the future of Layla Gray is inside the women's division as champion. Questions in a world of blue. 
up next, Mick Foley. After, of course, we we mentioned this, Freya and, and Hollywood Haley J break up the yes. Bad Girls Club celebration yes. and chase As, them out of the uh, out of the ring. Is there and straight into commercial? Is is Hollywood Haley J gonna coming out in street clothes from the back and beating ass ever gonna get old? No. No, I don't think so either. Nope. No, I, I can sure confirm isn't. that will never, ever, ever so get either. old. No, no, I really don't think no. so. Honestly, it, more generally, wrestlers coming out from the back in street clothes and beating up people. Yeah, yeah. That's just a trope I'm, I'm almost always on board for. There just seems to be something so, so appropriate about Haley's presence in OVW, though, that... I would get, I would get like I'm actually mad about that in a lot of other wrestling where I'm told that like the good guy is doing this bad guy stuff. But for Haley, I actually don't give a shit. I think it's fucking badass every single time. Oh my god! While you were talking, I just realized who Hollywood Haley J reminds me of, and I love this character. Pat Sajak? <laughs> no, Vanna. Yes. Also, no. If you're a fan of. My name is Earl, and it's been off the air for oh, a while. Man. She reminds me Jamie, of right. Is that a name? Joy Turner? Joy, yeah, yeah Joy, yeah. played yeah. by Jamie Presley, who who just has like. Uh, <laughs> if you've never watched that show, and now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. But much like Hollywood Haley J, like if you've never watched that show, one of my all-time favorite shows, by the way. Um, what? My, um, my name is Earl. Really? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, being from like a little fucking small podunk town and seeing rednecks on TV that weren't just like stupid drug addicts was like great. Like, the whole point of the show is that he used to be bad and that now he's good and, like... He's trying. Yeah, and, like, man, at that time, and still to this day, you don't see characters... When you're rural and from the South and you have an accent, you're dumb and you're worthless. And, like, that's just the way it fucking is. Hey, dummy. But Joy is this very... In the world of that show, she's this very rough-and-tumble character that hasn't always done the right thing. But has this heart of gold. Yes. And Hollywood is, is not unlike that. No, she's not <laughs> dissimilar to that. So. No, just like very effortlessly charismatic and charming and like smart in yeah. a way that she won't admit. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I actually I actually love this. And I love that show. If you ever watch My Name is Earl, it has been off the air for like 15 years. I, I, I love that show. show so much. I actually, you know, I'm a collector of things. Yeah. Uh, a curator, if you will, or an archivist. But uh, I actually have two of Earl's shirts from the show. Really? They're actually screen-worn uh, props, yes. Are they um, both flannel? <laughs> N- they are flannel print, but neither of them are actual flannel uh, okay. Okay. shirts. They're flannel, flannel the pattern, it, and it, one of them actually fits me. It would show up better on TV, I assume, with the print versus it being like an actual flannel shirt. You know what? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go into my uh, uh, collection, and I will bring that one day, and that will be part of uh, Show and Tell with Behinds on one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. So, in the interest of, of public service, I do yes. need to mention that uh, my name and Earl ended on a cliffhanger that was not paid off. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. So, and I'm still it, pissed about while that. While it is a great show, I loved my name and Earl as well. Honestly, I always feel a certain kind of way if I watch a show and discover it ends on a cliffhanger and then doesn't resolve it. So, before you make that decision to run and go watch it based on YouTube getting all that excited, I have to sort of make that. The best the best thing about watching TV shows from that era, though, is it was before streaming, so you never were going to see the end of it anyway. And so, if it ended on a cliffhanger, I, I watched My Name is Earl back on streaming, but I watched it week to week, and then I guess, like, season three, I kind of got bored and never watched it, and then never cared if it was on a cliffhanger. But that's, like, what's different in the streaming era, is that now we all know how exactly everything ends, because we actually make it there. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of shows that... Uh 
ended on a cliffhanger that was never answered or properly answered. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Twin Peaks. Yes, folks. Brian Hines loves Twin Peaks. Let's tease this. Tease, tell me, uh, Brian, uh, t- the Brian's. Would you guys ever maybe? Um, yes. Would you guys ever do a watch along where maybe you guys watch Twin Peaks on VHS? Would you? Would, it's just a question. It's just a question. I'm going to watch it regardless. But Brian, Tiny Brian, would you ever watch it with Again. him and maybe talk about it? Because you've never seen it, right, Tiny? I Brian? have never seen Twin Peaks. Would you guys ever do that together? I mean, and then if you were to do it together, would you ever record it for a podcast for Blacklight Moon Productions? In theory, all I mean, of those, those things are possible. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. I'm just asking questions. I'm just. I don't know anything. I'm Sometime just asking questions. Sometime in a far distant future of almost exactly this time next year. What year is it? Possibly 2020. What year? What year is it? It's 2023. This, this podcast will come out in 2024. So get to work on it, guys. See if I put it into if I put it into motion like that, then you guys have to work faster. Whenever we go to do this, or if we go to do this, we need to go back and listen to this episode. And I'll try to remember we talked about or this. Per, or perhaps after we're finished, we need to go back at, in this episode, because there are things going on here in this conversation right now that neither of you know anything about. But once we, in theory, if we were to go and do this, and we were to go back... And circle back around. You could be like, I'm ah, sure every conversation ah, I've ever had okay. with you is littered with those. Uh, However, right, guys, this you, is right. not the Twin Peaks hold on, podcast. No, hold on, hold on. I got, I got this. If we need to cut it out, Malachi, if we need to cut it out, then I've got, you, I've got this. We're gonna pick it up. Like we just mentioned, your, um, my name is Earl memorabilia. Okay. Twenty five years later, yes. No, no, we're gonna. Okay, so we're talking about flannel. We're talking about flannel. Right, right, right. And Brian, somebody else who knows a lot about flannel is uh, WWE Hall of Famer, hardcore legend Mick Foley. He's been on the OVW television. Tell me that wasn't good. He's been on the OVW television show for the last few months. He he certainly has, and he is no uh, stranger to flannel. As a matter of fact, two years ago, or two weeks ago at Davis Arena, uh, Tiny have- Brian and I had a Mick Foley lookalike contest, and we both lost. Uh, and you also, I think you also lost rock paper scissors officially that night, right? I am not sure what my record with uh, the official una- the da- official the official official Daniel Spencer. Yes, this official. week I I won with rock paper scissors, but that was on the previous episode that we had with uh, uh, Victor, I believe. I'm glad that you guys won at rock paper scissors or lost to rock paper scissors for that matter. But like we're almost done here, so let's get it home. Okay, uh, we're losing listeners by the moment. They, this is we're only supposed to do this and for like a, a, a car drive for a ride, right? And these people are sitting in the parking lot right now, about this to be is for late the people to work. stuck in traffic. Yep, yeah. This is this is this. You're right, Brian. This podcast yep. is for the people stuck in traffic, not for the people who are sitting in the parking lot re- getting ready to clock in. No. Um, Mick Foley brings out a big bag. <laughs> Yes. Um, when and you know you're a wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling fan. We know if Mick Foley brings out like a big canvas sack, like who the fuck knows what's in it, right? Uh, I always assume it's presents because he was Santa Claus. It could be presents. I assume fifty fifty. It's thumbtacks. But okay. presents that, is actually if it was fifty fifty, it's actually the other fifty is presents. Yeah. But fifty fifty phone a friend, poll the audience. And yeah. I guess this week it was a present of sorts. It was to one of our friends, Cal Hero. And it was a, a rather momentous occasion because uh, on this particular night at Historic Davis Arena at the, the end of the night, uh, Mick Foley announces the retirement of the uh, Country Boy Kentucky Heavyweight Champion, which is a damn fine cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. 
and very, they very new belt, very prestigious. We've been fortunate enough to interview several holders of that belt. Yes, uh, past, present, and future. Uh, yes, we we certainly have. And somebody has replaced that damn fine cup of coffee with Folgers crystals. And in this case, uh, it is the Kentucky Boy Brewing Media Belt, very a brand belt. new belt. The other belt is being retired, and now that means that uh, the Fanny Pack Kid, how cow hero, is the. Uh, Inaugural Kentucky Boy Brewing Media Belt Champion. He will be, I guess, the since he is yet to technically win it, he will be defending it at an early possible opportunity, the next possible opportunity. Yes. It looks as if that defense will probably come against Tony Evans. Uh, it would appear as such, yes. They uh, seem to be uh, building to uh, a confrontation, especially since... Uh, uh, Mr. Superior has uh, been working with uh, talent ad- evaluator McFoley uh, mm-hmm. to mixed results. And what happens this week in the uh, Superior Court of Tony Evans? It's what we all knew and wanted to happen, and none of us were disappointed when it finally did. Sometimes you know you get the big bike on on t- on Christmas Day, yeah. but you knew that you were going to get the bike, but you're still excited to get the bike. When Tony Evans hushed Mick Foley, Mick Foley he pulled got the out. Bike. He got the bike. No, we got the bike. And actually, no, Tony Evans got the bike too. He got everyone's favorite piece of fabric, everyone's favorite accessory, Mr. Sacco. Good old um, Mr. Sacco. Cal Last Sa- week it was uh, Jaden Nero. This week, getting so Tony Evans. Yes, uh, perfect build up there. Um, just suggesting to you week after week that this is possible, that Mick's willing to do it, and you finally get to see Tony does it like fucking perfect. This whole Tony Evans Mick Foley thing has been actually like pitch perfect week for week. Um, I would have liked to see it in my mind kind of end with Tony Evans being fully turned into a baby face, but that's not where we got, and I'm not mad about where we are right now by any stretch of the imagination. No, not in the least. Um, what was it like to get to see Mick Foley hit a DDT in Davis Arena? It was something. Did you ever think you were ever going to get to see Mick Foley be physical in a wrestling match beyond Mr. Sacco ever again in your life? Mm, no, no, not really. No, I, I didn't either. To, uh, th- going back and thinking about it, I've seen a lot of wrestling shows, and I don't yeah. know that I've I've had the pleasure to see him live, although I, I may have once way, way back. A long I've definitely time never ago. seen him in a ring. No. I've definitely never seen him crawl through ring ropes before. I, I saw him, um, I saw his stand-up, but uh, that's a story for another time. And hilarious, by the way, if you get a chance to check it out. But, like, if if we're not turning Tony Evans into a baby face here, the perfect way to end it is Mick finally getting physical with Tony Evans. And this, yeah. was, this wasn't what I wanted, but I'm not going to complain about what I got. No, I'm not much of a complainer because it doesn't really matter if I complain anyway. That's not true. That's not true. Complaint, complaint's a powerful weapon, Ryan. I'll let, teach you one day. Let me speak with the uh, manager. <laughs> Try it again. Try it again. I need to speak to the manager. Uh, great. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. We're getting there. We're getting I, there. I, I have a structured settlement, and I need cash now. Up next, we see a... I'm not going to have you replay through other things that might make you feel uncomfortable. No. Uh, the ringside doctor helps ZDP. Well, he, he suggests... He suggests that he, that can, help he can help ZDP. And... We had heard rumblings that there there may be a, a way to to help to ZDP, help ZDP. Yeah. to change ZDP a little bit for just thirty five cents a day. You can sponsor. ZDP. You can help ZDP. ZDP 
for 35 cents a day, you can unzombify them. And they're running a really successful campaign on that right now, I hear. And I guess we'll end this review of this sketch by saying, ZDP, in a few weeks, call us. You might have a little more to say in a few <laughs> weeks. Man. Right. This match. This is the next match. <laughs> EC3 with Shannon the Dude, the Overman. Mm-hmm. Luke Curtis. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. I actually want to give you something back right now. What's that? Uh, this is not a joke, guys. Um, and like sometimes I have a little help when I get emotional at wrestling. Oh, I uh, wondered about that. But this is this is not a joke, guys. No, uh, you've heard it's me not. talk about re- when I cry at wrestling before, and I definitely felt a little emotional. I knew going into it, EC3 was going to win um, against Luke Curtis here. Um, there was just kind of no two ways about that. Um, I had the fortunate status of standing next to Luke Curtis's mom for a lot of the wrestling match. And I, I got I got emotional. And Brian, I want to give you this back. <laughs> this is Brian's uh, bandana that he gave me as I was bawling to Luke Curtis uh, during this match with EC3. This yeah. was as good of a finish as I've seen ever, ever in wrestling. Definitely live wrestling, definitely being like that close to in, it. In terms of being... A, uh, a shocking finish. Yes, it was. Um, okay, first off, um, I'm, I'm glad I, uh, I carried a uh, bandana because uh, it definitely came in handy. Well, tonight. I just want to say I'm sorry. Uh, but, For what? That's fine. That's fine. We can talk about that later. All right, all right. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. I, as, got, I got emotional. It was as fine a match as I've seen either of these men participate in and there's, i've seen some great matches yeah. there's 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 no two men or women or anyone in between wrestling bears wrestling bears mammals amphibians anybody that on a, that thursday night the night that this was recorded was putting on a better wrestling match anywhere in the world no there just wasn't and period. we we did actually get to meet um uh, Certified Luke Curtis's real mom. What a one, what a woman. She Seriously, she is what a, woman. A, a wonderful woman. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to her. Um, the, and, my favorite thing was that she, <laughs> the match, the ending was beautiful. Um, it was one of those like double pin situations. A, a beautiful misdirection. Yeah, yes. where where very the heel, clever. The heel was just a little smarter. He was a little more experienced to know what the predicament was, but miss. Mrs. Mr. Luke, Mrs. Luke, (laughs) Miss Luke, uh, Mrs. Certified, Mrs. Miss Certified. Yes. She, she kept saying, Oh, that never happened when Luke was in high school. Luke never lost when he was in high school. Yeah. That's because that was different wrestling. He wasn't an overman or a former overman then. To be honest, there was something so beautiful about getting to share that with someone. It really was. Like there was and that's the only reason I mentioned it. That's the only reason I mentioned it is because for me, not only did I think it was a great match for me as a fan, getting to see it for me as a fan, but getting to experience it next to her and who was just almost as emotional as you were. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, oh well, just almost, almost close. Um no, it was just it was a great night at Deuce Arena, a great match. Um, if you go back and watch one match from this week, Brian, which match is it? it it's got to be this one because it be. is it is a showpiece for certified Luke Curtis. And my question yeah. at the end of this what is, what does that mean for him? Because I kind of felt like the the vibe was like 
you know, you're not going to see me for a minute because I'm going to go off and do even more badass things than I have. I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't know. And yeah, and I don't, I don't know. We either. didn't hear anything. Nope. nope. We don't have any sort of scoop. It just really kind of felt like this was his shining moment and he's going to uh, set sail on, uh, uh, you know, straight on, second start of the left, straight on to yeah. morning. As, as, on to bigger and better things. As, I don't know. As one would put it, maybe this seemed kind of like a love letter from Luke Curtis. Yeah. Too certified with love. And that's, that is not us. Again, we don't know shit. If we knew shit, trust us. I'm not clever enough. I'm just going by like I don't. But I am definitely only going by emotion and what I saw and what I was lucky enough to see that night. And it kind of, I, I want Luke Curtis to open the show next week. I do. Because um, I want to make sure he's there again for me to keep enjoying as a wrestling fan. If he's not off making NWA money, maybe he will. But there did there did kind of seem like, man, maybe I'm not here next week. And and like I don't know. Like I said, we don't know. I want to reiterate that five times. We don't know. No, we don't. We don't. It's just purely speculation. It it kind of felt that way. Kind of felt. Do that you way. think that uh, that's the end of EC3's run? <sighs> You don't think? <laughs> after after Luke, if Luke was to go away, there's a part of me that wants to see more of EC3. Like, hmm. there was a part of me, on, a, on, on I guess towards the end, maybe I didn't realize it, that one of the reasons that I wanted to see EC3 around was because of Luke. And now that we're on the other side, seemingly, of Luke and EC3, I kind of want to see EC3, EC3 around more because I want to... I want to go through the same thing I just saw with Luke. Uh, this has been a week of me going back on a lot of things I've said. <laughs> well, you know, some sometimes it just happens like that. When there's no off season, when this is 52 weeks a week, when this is literally, this is one of the only things Thank that you, you spend your time. No problem. Thank you. The, ah, with this feedback. is one of the only things that you spend your time doing. Sometimes it's easy to sit and complain about it. And then once, Things get put in perspective for you. You just want more of it. I've said that a thousand times on this podcast, man. I, I'm a wrestling fan. If I knew everything about wrestling, then I would be booking the show, but I don't. So I only heard half of what you said because I, I kept getting uh, there's a short in one of the wires, and every time I get the uh, static interference, I feel like I'm uh, doing a psychic ability test with uh, Doctor Pete Finkman. Don't, don't worry, we've got some a uh, we've got some equipment on the on the way to fix that problem cool <laughs> i don't know what's cert next for certified luke curtis I but either. i do know in I the near either. future that ec3 will be defending the india nwa heavyweight title against oh this we got man. another and more stuff Th this the, is uh, more from the uh brian hines uh collection, collection. Uh, if you don't know who this is this is ron mathis i've seen him wrestling quite a bit in southern ohio and parts unknown uh he is a Hardcore style wrestling. Did his name just say trash on? Did his signature just say trash? Yes, uh, actually, <laughs> he's part of a uh, a trio. Okay, and their name is DD Trash. Uh, but we'll get into more of that later. Who we knows? Will, Maybe we'll even talk to him at some point. I'm sure that we will have more uh, than enough time to talk to him and to cover his antics um, soon. Are we going? Are we going live tonight? What are we doing? Let's not. Let's just go home. Let's okay. just go home. Brian, you, you want to take us home? You want me to take us home? Sure. I'll take I got it. All right. <clears throat> the OVW Podcast. The 10th Carney Award-nominated unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling is provided is produced by Black Light Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington. The OVW Podcast 
broadcast team is Jackman Oaks and myself, Brian Hines. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi P.S. Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching wrestlers on Netflix, visit obwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial wrestlers after show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars, and give us a review. You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X, TikTok, and to the Davis Arena. To the Davis Arena. Love you guys. Wherever you go, there you are. Peace.